the Mad Yet Mighty podcast. I'm your host, Megan Cipollone. It has been a minute. It's been a minute. It has been probably, not probably, like I'm like guessing how long it's been. No, it's been two weeks since my last episode. There's been a little break in the podcast. Um, you know, sometimes you just kind of have to let your personal life kind of take over. And as much as I wanted to like record an episode, I feel like I had... There were things going on that distracted me from my thoughts, distracted me from my inner monologue, distracted me, and I just I just needed to take a break to kind of, uh, you know, pay attention to things that were happening that I needed to address, um, and we're back. So if you're tuning back in, which if you're tuning back in, you're fucking awesome, and if you're listening for the first time, um, yeah, this is the Magic Mighty podcast. It really, I don't have a long repertoire to go through. Just somebody, a chick who has a lot of shit to say and loves storytelling, loves talking about pop culture, reality, TV, film, literally anything that might possibly be on my mind at the time. I like to tell stories. I like to talk. I like to entertain. And that's why I'm doing this. That's why I wanted to do this. And that's why I started out to do this. And I'm going to continue to do it. And I'm going to continue to love it. And yeah, so for that little intro, you know, coming back after two weeks is always is always like I get a little like I get a little nervous I get a little butterfly especially once there's been like I'd say a significant change happened in the last couple of weeks and I always want to be completely and brutally honest on this because that's who I am and that's what I wanted to do I wanted somewhere to come and to just sling shit not really but like talk about whatever the hell I wanted to talk about and what was going on and kind of infuse it and entertain and yeah so little update let's just start out with a little life update so just to be completely upfront and honest I have chosen to continue forward not in a relationship so I'm just gonna throw that out there I didn't really know like how to say it and for obviously privacy for all parties involved I am moving forward in my life as a single woman and I am, I feel really good about saying that and past couple of weeks um, have been, wasn't myself, wasn't feeling myself, was feeling extremely insecure and I'd say for where I was and the amount of time I had been in my relationship, I shouldn't have been feeling those feelings and decided that I, it was just, it was time to put an end to them. I've come, I've, I've really have tried to work on mindfulness and really working on myself the last couple of months. And I feel like doing that and working on myself the way that I have been and just practicing every day to just try to change my my habits, change the way that I think and the way that I talk to myself. Because um, I don't talk to myself very nice sometimes. And I, I, I feel like that's a pretty common thing um, amongst a lot of people. And I've been very, you know, open and honest about my struggle with whatever you want to label it, um, anxiety, depression, whatever. So I've I've done a lot of, I've been really trying to like, because I feel like I've gone to, you know, I've gone to therapists and I've gone to therapy and I like always just thought that like going to those things would fix you and just like the, just the simple act of going. Somehow the simple act of going would just kind of fix you whatever you needed to be fixed and that's not the case. Like it actually takes work. It actually takes conscious work that you're doing as a person, whether it's, I mean, and it's and it's hard shit because the way that you've lived your life, like you are ingrained. Your thoughts, your thought patterns, the way you wake up in the morning, your initial reaction to anything is like ingrained in you. Um, and I've the past couple of months, I've really was like, you know what, I'm I I can't I can't do it anymore. And I've once again, this is not the first time that I've talked about it. I've talked about it on previous podcasts. So I feel like 
the work that I had been doing on myself the past couple of months had really prepared me for where I'm sitting right now. And I mean, obviously, don't get me wrong. You know, there's there's tears and there's sadness. But at the same time, I've gotten to a place where I realize that as much as there's that, there's a lot more that comes with it. And maybe I'm just in a state of, you know, I, 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 I don't even want to say that because I'm not in a state of delusion. I can be really self-aware and I just, I've got to the time where I don't have time to be sad about that kind of stuff. I really don't. I have so much other shit that fills my mind, whether it be mindless shit about um, celebrity couples breaking up like Pete and Ariana or um, other things such as going and seeing one of the most amazing movies. And you might not think it's an amazing movie, but like I think it's an amazing movie. So I'm obviously going to talk about it. But like I have other things that make me happy and I know there's and things that don't make me happy and I you know not to be like the cheesy like the cheesy chick but I tend to kind of lose sight of Megan very quickly because I'm extremely always focused on pretty much like every other person like but myself um, every other person in my life but myself and I'm really trying as I hit going to be hitting 27 in a couple of weeks um really trying and I kind of look at 27 like I look at I'm look at my birthday as like my starting of my new year like I really don't look at like you know new year's and January 1st like that that shit just it's tired it's old starting new what's your new year's resolution no like feel like on my birthday like that I mean that typically is when like your year starts fresh so and I don't know I'm just I'm 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 doing I'm doing really really well and I know that might come honestly I think it kind of comes as a shock to me just because I've I've seen myself go through breakups before and it's not fucking or it has not been pretty and I'll tell you why it hasn't been pretty because I have completely lost myself in that person in the past not saying that's what happened this time I've completely lost myself so I felt so like what do I have like I literally remember going through a breakup and saying like I don't want to go on without him and that was you know years ago but it's so crazy because it's like oh my god we we tend to think like we need people like we're nothing without people with certain people and that's so crazily messed up and call it what it is maybe it's you know me being fresh off the boat of you know being not you know breaking up with somebody and not being in a relationship like and get this so okay every time that I've gone through us and and keep in mind like I am not somebody who like skits around and dates around like crazy that's just that has never been me like I typically you know I I'm okay with being by myself I'm okay with who I am um, obviously like, you know, I go through my own like thoughts and insecurities, but like, I'm okay with just being by myself. Like I'm, trust me, I entertain myself a lot. I make, I, I, I do very well. I enjoy myself. I enjoy my jokes. I enjoy my inner monologue. Like I'm good. Like I can definitely take care of entertaining myself with ease. Whether that's a great thing, I obviously it's a great thing, but admitting it so great, don't know. But where was I going with that? Yeah, so I don't even, I, I kind of just went on a little blip lop there, don't even remember where I was going, but it'll come back to me. But so like I've, long story short, call it being fresh out of a breakup, calling it, oh, I know exactly where I was going. Whenever I've gone through like a significant breakup, I've always latched on to da 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 da. I've always latched on to movies. I've always latched on to TV. When do I not? I always latch on to movies and TV. It's what I 
love. There's one thing that I love nothing more in this world. It is movies and TV. I can't even begin. And trust me, I will get into it. And just for a warning, if you, I'm just throwing it out there, there's going to be some chit chat about some, about movies. So if you don't like that, sorry, that's what's happening this episode. Um, Whenever I'm going through, like when there's ever, there's been a significant breakup, I've always have latched on to like a particular movie and like one was Frozen. One was Frozen. I remember quite who it was with, who I was breaking up with. I literally was bright. Like I, I remember the bedroom, like at one of my childhood homes where I watched it on my tiny ass TV and it just came out. I bought it on DVD and I remember laying in bed and watching it and just completely letting myself fall into the movie and falling out of everything. Everything that was going on currently in my life. And I think that's one of the reasons why I think movies are just part of me. And I love, I, I love everything there is about them. So as I go into this, I will just go straight into it because that's where we're going. I went and saw A Star is Born. Duh, Avi, I'd been talking about on every form of social media, annoying or not, talking about it because how could I not be talking about it? Lady Gaga, who is one of my obsessions, is one of my loves, who I have never turned a blind or I've never turned a blind eye, never turned a cheek to Lady Gaga ever. I did not leave her once. I downloaded Applause, which is probably not one of her top singles, but I blared it on my stereo when she was being turned, when people were saying that she didn't have anything else. Like, her true fans are her true fans, but she's definitely been something whereas like people has like been like, oh, like Lady Gaga's done. Like she doesn't have any, like no, Lady Gaga is never done, people. Lady Gaga's never done. If you can screlt and belt Metallica and then beautifully come on and sing the sound of music, you're never done. Okay. So yeah, I went and saw a star is born. In the midst of some of my personal life turbulence, kind of towards the end, um, since it obviously just came out. And I I'm, I have seen it twice since it's come out. So there's that. Um, saw it and I can't even begin to describe to you. And this is going to sound so cheesy and it is going to sound so dumb. And I don't even give a shit. I had the most spiritual experience sitting in the movie theater Friday night opening weekend watching A Star is Born. Not only am I doing something that I absolutely love to do which is actually getting out of my house and physically going to a movie theater which has brought me some like really serious anxiety in the recent times um, so much so that I <laughs> When I was at the movie theater, I mean, like when I think of like when I go into movie theaters now, it is a serious, it's like, it's a serious thing. And like, I know people are like, oh, like you have to get over it. Like you have to live your life. Like, don't be afraid. But like when I sit down in a movie theater, I am thinking immediately, where's my exit? What would I do if somebody came in with a gun? And I know that's really, that's fucked up, but that's like what it is. And when you're going to a movie with some of your younger siblings and, you know, then you kind of start to like get anxious even more. Anyways, I'm not trying to get dark. I'm, you know, just kind of going through. I'm I'm just going through the story, people. So literally was to the point where I had, I had, I turned an eye because like I didn't think I was going to see a police officer in the movie theater that I was at. And I turned and there was this cute, adorable female police officer. And I walked up to her and I said, I just want to let you know that I am so thankful that you're here. And I did it. I want, I, I did it because I needed it. And it was a whole thing. Anyways, I don't know why I felt like I needed to do that, but I just, it's, it's, it's an issue like worrying about going to a movie theater anyways, especially cause it's something that I love so much. Um, so went and saw a star is born opening weekend and I had already kind of listened to the soundtrack prior to going in um, at work. And I already knew, obviously, I already knew my fate. I already knew the fate of going into A Star Is Born is what was going to happen. But what I really didn't honestly know that was going to happen was like the kind of weird emotional journey that I went on while I was in A Star Is Born. Um, 
(laughs) It's like, I don't even know how to describe it, but watching that movie and those who have seen it, I mean, just my shit aside, I mean, I can get real technical with it and I can talk about things that I didn't like and things that I did like. What I did like was obviously um, everything, but... You know, and I'm not somebody who's going to like and just automatically because Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper in it just like fawn over it. Like I I get kind of nitpicky. I mean, the first time I watched it, it was specifically I was watching Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper as an actor. Like when I first see a movie, I immediately am watching the acting. I'm not really paying attention. Like, okay, I am paying attention to the story. I am obviously paying attention to that. But what I'm really paying attention to is the people and the characters and the actors behind the characters. And just, I mean, call it my background, call it what I, you know, whatever, whatever the hell you want to call it. You know, I'm not going to say, like, I'm an actor now because I'm obviously not acting. But, like, I feel like I'm always in my bones. That's just part of me. It was something that was, like, I loved and still to this day love so much. And I'm so passionate about and feel like if there's one thing that I fucking get and understand in this world, it's, it's characters and it's stories and it's storytelling. That's just what I know. And... So I was just so tuned in and watching Lady Gaga and watching Bradley Cooper. And I've watched Bradley Cooper before, but I was watching Bradley Cooper in this role and knowing kind of what I knew, listening to him in interviews of like how he prepared, like vocally how he prepared um, and guys, I like watching the first half an hour of that movie was like, a, it was like. Like a message was sent there for me to watch. So Bradley Cooper's whole shtick, um, for those who are not going to see it or who don't know, is, you know, he's this, he's this, you know, rock star. He's this, he's this addict, alcoholic rock star who is pretty much kind of on like the down tail of his career, like still obviously is selling out arenas and whatnot, but is completely detached and obviously has issues. And his whole kind of like MO that he's constantly harping on through this movie is like, if you have like, everyone has something to say, like, or no, no, like everyone is talented at something. Like everyone is talented at something, but if you have something to say, if you have something to say, and if people are listening to what you're saying, then you need to just say it. Don't care how long they're listening for. Don't care what, why they're listening for. They want to listen to what you have to say and you need to tell them before you don't, you, you can't. And it was like, (laughs) it was like this spiritual experience for me. I was so, I was literally on every single line that came out of their mouths, every single moment. It was like, I was right there. I was right there in it. And like watching her, like not even to get into like Bradley Cooper, but like watching her and don't, once again, I was going to, I'm, I'm not somebody who's just going to be like, oh my God, I love Lady Gaga. So I'm going to love anything she does. Like, absolutely not. Like I'm going into it with a very, I'm, I, I can be very critical. That's just, that's just how I am. I can be very critical. And I, I do, I go in it with like, kind of like a critical mindset. Like I'm not just going to go in it and just like, she doesn't have to do anything to make me like her. Like she's, she needs to work. Like we've never seen her do something like this before. So like, let me see what you got. And she delivered so much I mean just like the genuine the genuine little pieces of the human that she created um was so cool to watch and I think like the whole family element that they added into it with her was very cool um mm, I just I loved I loved how human she was in the beginning and how human she was through the entire thing. But really when we see and meet Allie, she is this human and is this, that's, I mean, that's really all that she is. And we really just get to see her. And it was so freaking cool to see just, I think that was obviously, I mean, that's obviously my favorite part in the entire movie is just that sequence where we're just getting to see them kind of fall in love. And it was special. And his message was special about how he just, and then she obviously sings for him. 
and you know he tells her that she's you know she's a songwriter or whatever and just to see like two people connect creatively like creatively and creatively creatively like that and in in film as their characters and out of film so they bradley cooper and lady gaga all of the songs so a star is born this is not the first time a star is born has been made this is i think like the third or fourth um obviously we know judy garland has played the role prior barbara streisand has played the role prior so but as far as the music bradley cooper and lady gaga wrote all of this music this is all original music so take that First off, for any critics out there. And yet Shallow is literally playing on Q102. So I don't even like I, I got in my car yesterday and I'd been listening to it at work and I got in a car and like Shallow was playing and I was like, oh, my God, I have goosebumps all over my body. I'm all over my body. <sighs> Anywho, I digress. But I mean, it's so good. And you know, it, it might not be for everyone, but the story is beautiful. The message is, the, the message is beautiful. Their relationship is beautiful. Um, so I know it's one of those things. Trust me, I get it. Like there's things that I have not watched because I've been so annoyed about how many times people talk about it. For instance, I'm a total non-original Game of Thrones watcher because I was so over everyone talking about Game of Thrones that the last thing that I wanted to watch was Game of Thrones. Okay, well, you want to know what the first thing I want to watch right now is? Obviously, it's Game of Thrones. I knew I would always love Game of Thrones, but I didn't want to just jump on the jock wagon of what everyone else was talking about because I want to be so different. No, not. I, not. I just, I, I get so... <laughs> mild rant I just get so annoyed with just things that are just blown out of proportion so but Game of Thrones has a very great reason to be blown out of proportion might I add and same thing with the star is born so if you're tired of hearing about it sorry but um so it was exactly what I needed at exactly the right time for so many different reasons one because I love movies and two because I knew at that moment, watching that movie, I felt so incredibly happy. I felt so incredibly happy and felt so incredibly okay. Because like, I knew that I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And what I'm supposed to be doing right now is this podcast. I feel so weirdly drawn. And I don't care who's listening or how many people are listening or how long people are going to listen for. But I'm not going anywhere and this is what I like doing and I think that it was just so reaffirming for me in so many different ways. And then not to mention what I love, who doesn't love a good like original musical soundtrack and who doesn't love what, I mean, God, watching just, oh, it was so good. So good that even last Saturday I was like, mom, dad, strap up. We're going to see A Star is Born because it made me feel it's my escape. It's my escape and it's everything that like I need and needed to hear right now. Not to mention, um, for the first time I've watched or had the pleasure of watching Garden State on Sunday. Um, and I know, I feel like so incredibly disappointed in myself that I've never watched it until now. But it was also one of those things where... I heard about it so much that I didn't want to watch it. And it also came out where I was like, I was kind of, God, I don't even know the year that it came out, but I knew that it came out. It definitely came out like when I was in middle school or even early high school. So, and like, I really didn't even like, like the trailer was very like ambiguous. And so I watched Garden State this past Sunday and not only Garden State but also watched Eat Pray Love for this the only site this is the second time I've seen it and it was it's funny how like once again I just feel like I was being sent movie gifts like I've always wanted to watch Garden State so what was on on what was on on Sunday Garden State perfect awesome love everything about it the storyline the entire the music um so freaking good and I just for the longest time was like I don't like I honestly like not like to be like that's that's how I am I had no idea what it was about I had no idea like I knew that Zach Braff had written and directed it but I had no idea like what it was about 
And so the storyline is Zach Braff plays this like emotionally numb actor who's coming home from California back to his hometown because his his mother just passed. Um, and it's like he meets this like quirky like Natalie Portman and it, he kind of like hangs out with some like old friends and he's he's out of his life and it just kind of goes on this like finding himself in like the time that he's home um, for his mother's funeral. And it was just so once again, guys, like movies are fucking awesome. And I don't know what the universe had in line for me, but to put Garden State in front of me and then right after Garden State to put Eat, Pray, Love in front of me. Damn. Damn. It's exactly what I needed. Exactly what I needed. So that was a little rant. <laughs> that was a little rant. So long story short, I'm I'm great. A Star is Born is great. You should definitely go see it. Um, if you haven't seen Garden State, highly recommend it. Um, and obviously, E Pray Love, really great movie. So let's take a really hard left. Let's take a really hard left and let's kind of talk about some current things that have happened. Okay, so as we all know, we had a really big breakup happen in the whole pop celebrity gossip whatnot a big breakup honestly I've been I have been waiting for this breakup to happen I mean I know that sounds terrible but like does it does it really sound terrible we have our Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande have called it quits the engagement is off guys 12 tattoos later a hundred thousand dollar engagement ring later a baby pig named Piggy Smalls a, a teacup pot belly pig named piggy smalls later they're done and here's the thing i'm i can't say that i'm like an ariana grande fan because i i don't i have literally like okay i did just download sweetener is that what it's called sweetener i think that's such i always think it's sweetener 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 whatever i i don't really i don't really like that title it's hard i don't get it am i an idiot maybe but i'm just i'm not a fan of it However, I do, I've kind of liked some of the songs on her new album. So, and by songs, I mean like the singles that were on the radio. So I downloaded it just to kind of listen to it. And I mean, she has a title track named Pete Davidson. I mean, the whole nine yards. But like, you know, that's what you do when you're in a relationship. You go, you go hard. You name a song after somebody. You get 12 tattoos. I mean, Jesus Christ. People just, people just dive the fuck in. And so they break up and like, can we be like, are we surprised? Are we surprised? And this was never really a couple that I was rooting for. I really didn't have any like, I didn't, I didn't have a horse in the race. Let's just say that. I did not have a horse in the race. Really didn't like know Pete Davidson like prior. Like I knew obviously like his name. I knew he was on SNL. Had literally no idea anything other. Like don't really watch SNL because I just don't think it's funny. Like I'll watch it every now and then if like, it's it's Kate McKinnon doing like those alien like those alien counter skits or if there's like a musical guest that I want to see or who's somebody who's hosting who I obviously want to see but like I'm not tuning in Saturdays to watch SNL so really had no idea who Pete Davidson was Ariana Grande I just I'm still stunned that she started from Nickelodeon like I'm still just like not over it like I still think like the like like the jig is going to be up and like something's going to happen and we're going to find out that she lip syncs and she's not real. Like she was literally a Nickelodeon star and now she's like this like now she is like the Mariah Carey, which don't even get me started about Mariah Carey. OK. I watched the American Music Awards. I watched the, the American Music Awards and. I gave it a shot. I'm not a big like music award person. Like I dig it because it's obviously like I love a good live. I love a good live special. I love live TV. So much could happen on live TV that it's just like, oh my God. And then if you miss it, you fucking miss it. And then yeah, you might see it on like the, yeah, you might see it the next day on like E! News or TMZ, but it's not the same. The, the thrill, the utter thrill that I get from watching live TV. Ugh. I can't. I can't. I'm getting aroused just talking about it. I digress. Mariah Carey. Okay, I I'm just going to say it, and I don't care who I'm al alienating saying it. I don't 
I really honestly could not tell you a lot of Mariah Carey singles. Obviously, I could probably sing like, we belong together. Like, I know that one. I obviously know of her. Um, <laughs> obviously know of her. Duh. Obviously know the Christmas single. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not an idiot. Like, I'm not, un- like, I don't live underneath a rock. However, what I'm trying to say is, is like, I'm not a fan of Mariah Carey. Never been a fan of Mariah Carey. Not a fan of like a squeaky high soprano. Like, I don't 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 like it don't need it not gonna download it and I just continue to be baffled by her live performances I really do I mean can we all just can we all just go back in time to where she was just completely not trying at all lip syncing and just oh Sabrina oh Sabrina's trailer's on TV sorry I just got so distracted, but I was going to be talking about Sabrina or at least mentioning Sabrina and I've only seen it online, but the Sabrina, the chilling adventures of Sabrina that is going to be coming out on Netflix, chilling adventures of Sabrina coming out on Netflix just was on TV and oh my God, it looks so good. Anyways, back to Mariah Carey. She was on the American Music Awards and she was performing, which I was like, what is she performing? Because don't haven't heard a single from her. And she was standing in what looked like a big pink fluffy flower on stage with a bunch of men in like unitards that were a black ombre that made them look like so their legs looked like they had black tights and then it faded to like an opaque gray. Um, so it just looked like they like were naked, but then had like black tights on that like faded with sparkle. It was weird. And they were all there was like, I'd say like 15 of them all like laying around her, like doing these very like um, synchronized swimming motions and very and there she is. And one of her just just tacky, gaudy. And I love a good gaudy outfit. Don't get me wrong. I love a gaudy. But when I see Mariah Carey in like a polyester pink floor length, just just bougie, bitchy Mariah Carey gown, I'm over it. And her singing and not, she she literally did not move. She stood in one spot. She barely even had any facial expression. I feel I, I honestly don't even know like it's not her singing anymore. And then she has all these men dancing around her. It was the most boring thing I have ever seen in my entire life. Ever. Um, I just am so I'm just so confused. I'm so confused. I don't understand. I just think she's but honestly, the fact that she keeps getting gigs and she's just absolutely doing the bare minimum. I mean, go her. Go her. But I will say that at the end of the day, did that just rhyme? I will say that at the end of the day, I am team Nick Cannon. I'll say it here. I'll say it till the day I die. And I think Nick Cannon is the cheesiest mofo ever. And he should not be wearing turbans, but he wears turbans and he's allowed to wear turbans. And I don't know the purpose of wearing a turban for him, but I am team Nick Cannon because I am team wild out on MTV. I'm just going to say that. Anyways. Um, so yeah, Mariah Carey, not a big, not a big fan, but like Ariana Grande is like today's Mariah Carey. So you know what I just think happened and let's just be, let's just get down and dirty with it. I don't really understand the whole idea and why somebody would want to get engaged after like literally dating for a month. I, I, I have zero, I have zero that like doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't even believe that somebody could, there's if you want to feed yourself the bullshit of like love at first sight and I knew in the month I was gonna marry him like maybe that's true and that's great for you but like two kids who literally I mean (laughs) sound like an old sound like an old gammy like these two kids have no idea what they're doing getting engaged and getting tattoos but like seriously seriously guys and okay I will say that like I think there was a lot of shit that came that like came to the surface obviously with Mac Miller um, dying. And I think I, I'm not saying like that was the reason that they broke up, but I just, obviously when you get engaged after like two days and then like the pre, one of the previous partners, partners passes. Um, and then, you know, it's just, it just, it's just, it's, it's so not shocking that it's just not even like, it's so awkward to talk about. Cause I was like, we're all waiting for them to break up and they just broke up. So that happened, which is really funny because 
I saw this article the other day about the top Halloween costumes for 2018. And I just got a little chuckle out of them because I tried to think of myself going as these. And I'm and I'm going to be quite frank. I mean, I would think I would go ham at like majority of them. So, okay. So let's start at number five. So the, so the fifth top couple Halloween costume of 2018 was Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande, which I think would now be actually really funny. Prior, I was like, that's so lame. But like, if you went hardcore into it and really tried to look like them, it would obviously be. But now it's just fucking hilarious. So they were number five. Um, Number four was, ugh, I'm just so tired of hearing these names. I'm so tired of hearing these names. It was Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin. Sorry, pause for a drink. Um, So yeah, Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin. Which like, once again could be so funny but like the guy has to go you have to go full Monty if you're not gonna go full Monty and if you're not gonna get a little gritty stash and if you're not gonna do the hair it's not funny and like the girl kind of gets like the short end of the stick there's a lot of costumes where I feel like the girl gets the short end of the stick a lot of them just saying where it's like they're known together but they're more known separately and it's more because of the dude so, eh, I don't know, like, in, in Ariana Grande's Ariana, so Ariana, Ari, 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 Ariana Grande's case, she's definitely the more known one. But yeah, number four was Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin. I'm over that. Which, speaking of that, that's some pretty crazy shit, right? Selena Gomez? Ugh, my heart goes out to her. Seriously? And it actually came out, so... For those who literally have like, what the hell are you talking about? Selena Gomez was recently, she actually checked herself into a mental health um, facility. But it came out later that it was because she had an extremely low, I, and I'm, I don't want to butcher this, but I'm going to butcher it. Um, it was, I believe it was, an, she had an extremely low white cell, white cell blood count. It was something that had to do like with her kidney and it was causing her, it was causing these like hormonal reactions in her and was causing, it just it basically caused her to have a total, total fucking mental breakdown. Um, so I know people for a while were like, oh, it's because Justin and Haley and she already deals with mental health. And it's like, honestly, like I think Selena Gomez has a lot more going for her that she's sitting around worrying about Justin Bieber. And okay, yeah, does it suck that like the guy that you were probably in love with for numerous years got back together with after breaking up or just got engaged to some other chick? Yeah, that probably sucks. But at the same time, Selena Gomez is a badass bitch who knows her worth. I know, don't know her personally, but I feel like I know her personally. And I feel like she, I don't know, like it's, I'm sure that doesn't help. But I'm pretty sure that after hearing that it had to do with, like, health, health, um, and that probably didn't help her mental health I, with, like, the chemistry in the body and just, like, circumstantial. So that was really fucking sad. But then you see, like, Justin Bieber just, like, in total shreds about it. And it's like, God, can this guy stop crying? Every time I look at TMZ or something, I see a picture. I see a pap picture of Justin Bieber crying on the street. And it's like, pull it together, Biebs. I'm t- you, you gotta cut the curbside crying down to at least once a week. I mean, I am totally in for a good curbside cry. I've cried in public. I'm a big crier. I love crying. It's part of me. It happens. I can't control it. It is what it fucking is. But the curbside crying with like Haley in the background, like looking concerned, it's very, it's very accurate. And it's, it's, it's getting to be a little too much. Okay, back to the list. Number three was the Stock family of Game of Thrones, which been there, done that. I did a very great, in my opinion, Daenerys. Um, so the Stark family's number three, which is actually really interesting because I just feel like I, I don't know, I feel like there's always going to be Game of Thrones people at Halloween, and it's a great costume. Um, but, so I really have nothing else to say about that. Number two, Mr. and Mrs. Incredible, which I have always thought about being this costume. I I always come to it because I love a good superhero. I love magic. I I mean, God, don't even get me started about American Horror Story and what it's turned into. Oh, my God. Okay. 
back to the list. So Mr. and Mrs. Incredible, because obviously Incredibles 2 came out. So that was number two, which is really cute. And I could see that because I feel like a lot of parents would be that. I see a lot of family. Oh, Wow and Roger were Mr. and Mrs. Incredible. And then they dress their kids up as the Incredibles, which, by the way, just to update everyone, um, Roger definitely took Wow on their anniversary dinner and definitely had a horse-drawn carriage. So when he said he was trying to win her back, he's definitely trying to win her back. And she's like, she's like allowing him to try to win her back. So I'm really happy about that. But anyways, he posted a throwback Thursday picture of them as that. And it really warmed my heart. Anyways, our number one, which, uh, once again, I'm probably going to alienate a couple people saying this, but I feel like that's good, right? You might not agree with me. And that's great, right? We're allowed to not agree with each other. Number one top couple Halloween costume for 2018 is Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. I am so tired of hearing about Prince fucking Harry and Meghan Markle. And now it comes out and you know, and and I'm not, you know, I, I get it. I get the love story. I get the princess and the prince and it's all, trust me. Are you kidding me? Like, I love that shit. Do I really care about the like royal relationships? I, I I honestly, I'm like shocked that I don't care more, but I really don't. Didn't really care about William and Kate. I mean, obviously like had the Princess Diana beanie baby when I was a kid. Tragedy would happen to Princess Diana. Um, but like I've never been a big royal gal. Like I'm just not into it. I don't get it. I don't, I don't ever watch like the weddings at like 3 a.m. when everyone gets up, like literally have no idea when they're happening and sleep through them. And I'm like fine with it. But the fact that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are number one, it's like, can you pick a more boring ass costume for a top couple costume? You know what? If I'm going to pick top costume, it's probably going to be Pete and Ariana because I think it's hilarious now that they've broken up that that would be a couple costume. I mean, seriously, I think that's like actually pop culture genius. But like Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, when you you want to dress up for Halloween, at least if you were dressing up as like a guy as Pete, you get to kind of be like it's it's kind of different. I'm sure it's different from like your everyday boring shit that you're doing. And then like the chick gets to dress up as Ariana Grande. That's fun. You get to do like her power pony and that looks like it's literally pulling her face. Ariana Grande's ponytail literally looks like it's pulling the skin off of her skull. Like it literally one day I'm scared that like her her hair is just going to like is just falling out in clumps because of how tight her ponytail looks. It gives me anxiety how tight Ariana Grande's ponytail is at all times. Like at all times. I get a headache when I wear a sock bun for like three days in a row. I have a serious headache. I have a serious like my like my hair has been going one way for three days. Like is there's a lot of pain going on. Her ponytails are something to talk about. Let's just say that. But yeah, I'm not really into like Prince Harry, Meghan Markle being like the number one costume. But the fact that Meghan Markle's pregnant, like good for her. Happy girl. She's gorge. But like, I just, I really, I'm just so not, that's so not anything that I give shit about. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know that's terrible. I know that's very unlikable of me to say. At least I'm aware that it's unlikable. I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware. Okay, there's a couple other things that I wanted to chit chat about on this very, I know this podcast has probably been a little bit all over the place, but like, I can, can you cut a girl some slack? I was a little nervous coming back on after two weeks, especially having to kind of like dive into like my new reality, which I'm once again, totally fine with. Oh my God. Okay, I'm sorry. I literally was just like looking at something and it made me think, okay, I know I'm such a, such a nerd. I went to bed smiling last night just so big just like a cheesy little girl laying in bed closing her eyes and resting her head on her pillow smiling and I'll tell you why I get so freaking lit when I can have any kind of contact with any kind of social media celebrity but when I say celebrity I know I've said this before in previous podcasts I'm not talking like big time A-list celebrities I'm talking like B, C, even maybe D-list celebrities okay so I'm watching Dancing with the Stars the only reason I'm watching Dancing with the Stars is because I am in love with Bobby Bones I listen to his radio show. I have listened to his radio show for the past. Whenever I moved down to Nashville, which now I don't know, has it been four or five years? 
I've listened to the Bobby Bone Show for the past four years, five years. And like when people are like, what is that? And it's like weird because I talk about it a lot because like I it's seriously, guys, like it's like the weirdest thing. But I listen to it every day. I feel like I know them. I, I have both of his books. I follow them all on Instagram. Like I like I like compare it to like people who listen to like B105 and Cincinnati and like Q102 every single morning. Like I listen to them every single morning. I'm invested. I think that's the thing. I'm invested in their lives like I do. I get invested in people's lives that I don't know. It's a it's a favorite pastime of mine. I enjoy it and there's just nothing else to say. So Bobby is on Dancing with the Stars and he's still on and he did he did um I totally lost my train of thought. He did Hammer Time, um, MC Hammer, whatever it's called, Hammer Time. And it was like it was like the triple dance or like the triple partner week where they brought on somebody else, which I'm not even going to lie. Dancing with three people just looks like it's so just incredibly hard and so awkward to watch. And can I just go on a minor rant? Let's just go on a minor rant here for one second. Nothing makes me more annoyed. And I am not an avid Dancing with the Star Watcher. I've watched it. I'll tune in when there's somebody on it that I really like and I want to watch them. And obviously I'm going to support Bobby. And obviously I'm going to vote every single night on my phone and on Facebook. And I'm going to give all my votes to them. Obby. But so one of my biggest pet peeves about Dancing with the Stars is I cannot stand when they put somebody on there who has performance, who is literally a performer in their job title. I cannot stand if you can dance or have any kind of movement previously. Like what is like, that's not, that's not what the show's about. So, which is fine because one of the girls got voted off last night who was like a performer and a performer, a singer, and like danced for Britney Spears and whatever. It's like, get off the show. You know how to date. You're like, you're a dancer. Nobody wants to watch that bullshit. Anywho, I'm just, I am just the happiest girl alive on cloud nine because, you know, I love a good Instagram story. Anyone who is friends with me on Instagram knows I love a great Instagram story. I do it often. Um, I like it. I like doing them. I'm obsessed with Instagram story. I am obsessed. I think I'm more obsessed with like Instagram stories than I am Instagram. Um, and, you know, you're, I may or may not have got mentioned on the Bobby Bones show Instagram story. I definitely did. And it made my night. It is so dumb. It is so, I, but it was just, oh my God, it was just the best thing. It was just the best thing. And I've just been floating on cloud nine ever since. And it's going to go away in 24 hours and everyone's going to forget, but I will never forget. So I was just so thrilled about that. I'll tell you one more thing about Dancing with the Stars and then I will close that book. Is that Grocery Store Joe from The Bachelor Nation is just so incredibly awkward to watch on television. It's like getting to a point where it's like uncomfortable now. Like I think people were like obsessed with him because he's obviously hot. He's, you know, your your rugged little grocery store owner from Chicago and he's cute and he's whatever. He is so awkward, has zero zero um stage presence. Not a not a stage presence bone in his body. Oh my God. And last night they danced to I'm Too Sexy. It was, it was so, it was so bad. It was so bad that like, I'm, I'm ready for him to be off because like, it's not cute and it's not funny anymore. Like, it's just, it's just awkward and I just feel bad for him. And he's, like I said, he's, he doesn't have a good stage presence. He's not good on TV. He's not funny. He's not witty. Like, he doesn't know how to kind of like play and kind of like, you know, like if like the host, if like Tom's, you know, Tom Bergeron or like, Aaron Andrews says something he doesn't know how to like say anything back he says one word answers he's just piss poor television and I get that like ABC was like invested in him because Twitter busted their nut when he didn't make it past the first night of Becca Coffrin's episode or season of The Bachelorette but like he is he has he's not made for television he's cute that's literally it he's got nothing else and that's what I have to say about that so, 
American Horror Story. I know that it's been like it's it's been a bit since we've kind of talked about it, but like American Horror Story has turned into something so beautiful and so amazing. I am like I am I mean, can a girl just can a girl just love watching some magic? I am so happy cuz like for 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 like the first 3 episodes I was like what's going on? What's going on American Horror Story? Ryan Murphy, don't do this to me another season. Don't 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 mess with me another season. I can't emotionally handle it. If you're going to just take me on a ride where I'm going to try to watch every episode and act like I'm piecing everything together, I'll do it. I'll do it for you because I'm invested. But I don't want to do it. But I will. It's, guys, if you're not watching American Horror Story, or if you are watching American Horror Story, okay, so now we're actually getting to see, like, how season three, Coven, has been kind of, like, fed into it, and now, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, next week, or tomorrow, the tomorrow episode, or today, because this is going to be coming out on Wednesday, tonight's episode, we're going to be going back in time, and we're going to be going back to Murder House, and I, we got the see, we, we got the, we got the episode teaser, and Jessica Lang, it's happening, but what I've been so obsessed with is like, I love magic. If I could, if I, I, like, I sometimes tell myself that like, I think that I'm magic. I know that I don't have like any kind of powers. And if I did have a power, it would 100% be telekinesis. I want to be telekinetic so bad. It is absolutely insane. And for all you peasants who don't know what telekinesis is, <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm totally kidding. So basically just think of Matilda. Matilda has is telekinetic and can move things with her mind. That is what I want. And I am getting so much of that on this on these past couple of episodes of Coven or uh, Apocalypse American Horror Story. And I'm loving this storyline of like the witches versus the warlocks. Oh my god. God, it's giving me so much life. And I love that they brought back Misty Day. I love that they brought back Lily Rabbi. I love that they brought back Stevie Nicks. And I am just like, I am so loving. I am not a big Billy Lord fan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sure she's a great gal. And she's done really well. Um, And Billy Lord, for people who are like, Megan, we don't know who the fuck actors' names are. Billy Lord is the one who's playing. Her name's Mallory in this season and she's the she was the assistant of Leslie Gross who Leslie Gross is like the really annoying rich girl who we just found out in last episode her her power is sensing gluten which I thought was so because I like really did not was not liking her character but I thought that was so brilliant and likable of Ryan Murphy to like put that in there but then kind of have like Sarah Paulson's character spin it and say like you know how to sense danger and like we can grow upon that I was like yeah awesome oh my god if I could wake up tomorrow and have a power I mean can I just like wake up tomorrow and just be in an alternate universe where like I have a magic power where I am telekinetic I mean seriously and like you know like haven't I think like everyone's tried to like you know see if it's like a thing I don't I don't think I'm the only one here I cannot be the only one who's like maybe stared at something a little bit too long, if you know what I'm saying. I am not the only one who has stared at a a glass of water more than a couple seconds to see if it moves, okay? I'll say it. I'll say it. If you've watched Matilda, you've done it. So, like, oh, man. Damn. What a life. What a life if you could wake up and just... But, I, yeah, telekinesis would definitely be my power. Um, I know a lot of people, like, throw around, like, I'd, like, sit around and talk about magic powers with people, which I don't. But, like, I've, I've I, funny enough, like, you actually hear people talk about this. People talk about being invisible. I don't think I'd like to be invisible. I at first said invisibility, but then I was like, you know, I don't know. I just think there's so much many more. I just think there's more great things. Invis- like, invisibility is cool, but, like, I would use it same thing as like being a, like being able to hear people's thoughts, being a mind reader. That's literally the last thing on the face of the earth that I want to know. I'm already an overthinker um, on a day-to-day basis. Um, I literally overthink everything and I have to stop myself from overthinking because like my normal state of thinking is overthinking. So like I have to like work to not and to think very simply and to not like make things up in my head or to listen to my thoughts that are you know trying to steer me in the wrong direction 
Um, but like li- being able to read people's mind, are you, you really want to know what people are thinking. You really want to hear what people are thinking. I think there's some, some sick fucks that would like that, but like, I'm not one of them. Then I also think of some other things like teleportation. Like I would love to be able to teleport. Would it be my main power that I want? Nah. But there's a lot of times where it's like, it'd be really great to teleport right now. It'd be really great to not have to drive home from work right now. It would be really great because I'm hungover and I need to be at Chipotle right now. Or like, you know, that was, you know, other other important things in life. I also think too, I, you know, I have like the occasional flying dream, which is always so amazing, but there's always a catch. There's always a catch to a flying dream. I've had quite a few of them that I've now had a catch. Like there's like some body motion like that I have to do to be able to fly and like be able to pull myself up and like direct myself. And it's funny when I talk about dreams or when you talk about dreams, you feel like you're not making sense, but like they make sense to you. I'm all about telling somebody about a dream. I like, I know that it's like a, like kind of, it's, it's one of those things where it's like people are like either into it or they're not like I as much as I love to tell people about my dreams when people tell me about their dreams unless it's like really good or really fucked up I'm like mm, I don't care but like I love I it is so it is so my mo to be like oh my god this dream I had last night but dreams are so like they don't even make sense unless you're there what a tragedy because sometimes you wake up and you're like I mean, I have I I have a couple of dreams that are so burned into my brain that I like will retell them. And like I have one that's really messed up. If you ever see me like if I ever if you ever I was going to say if you ever if you ever see me in person and you want to know about it, ask me. That's so dumb. But like, oh, man, there's 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 like a couple of dreams that are just they're just wacky. They're freaking wacky. How did we get here? How am I talking about dreams? Oh, yes. Magic powers. Right. Of course. <laughs> um, yeah. So what are some other ones that I've just I've thought about? I did take a test one time that said that like I would be able to like I would be like a firebender, which for those who don't know that phrase because they didn't watch, you know, um, what was the stupid show called? <laughs> Earthbender, not Earthbender, whatever. But like I would be able to like produce like I would like kind of like how um Magneto. I was gonna say Magatu, but that's Will Ferrell in um, Zoolander. No, Magneto in X Men. Like he can control metal. I did. I took a test one time that said that I would. I my magic power. Like if I had a power, it would be to like control fire, which is kind of dope. And I feel like is a little bit more like in like it's it's a little bit more. Um, how do you? What am I trying to say? Uh, not personal. It's a little bit more like in depth. Like I feel like it has a lot, a little bit more, more to do with like my personality than like a power, like being able to like control fire. It's like a very, pa- it just stems from me being very passionate, I think is what it was like getting at. But long story short, if I could wake up tomorrow, if I could fall in a pit of like acid that would somehow change my genetic makeup, I would 100% want to be telekinesis. Mm, that'd be so freaking cool. So... That's, you know, that's, that's how I feel about, that's how I feel about magic powers. Um, what else was I gonna, I just feel like this has been such a, like, every, a little bit of, a little bit of everything this week, and that's good. Oh, um, okay, a couple more things that I want to talk about, like, movie TV wise. So if you're looking for, like, a really disgustingly terrible, um, horror movie to watch on Netflix, I did watch a movie. And it's called The Terrifier on Netflix. And it's actually like, it's a super low budge horror film, extra gory, um, extra gory with a shitty storyline, which like, as much as I love the cinema and I love film, and I hope people understand that I say that and I'm being like making fun of myself and being sarcastic. As much as I love movies, I, I love a good shit flick. I love a good shit flick, whether it's a movie on sci-fi, whether it's The Terrifier on Netflix, which is a really terrible, low-budget, really gross um, horror movie. If you're bored and like it's like a Saturday or Sunday and you're looking for a little, you're looking for a little scare, which is really not scary. You're just going to watch it and be like, oh my God, and you're going to do a lot of yelling at the TV. Why are you going in there? Like a lot of that. Um, But you know, just to kind of like, it's, it's, it's good. 
It's good. It's And by good, I mean it's absolutely fucking terrible. Another thing that I am so excited about. Okay. I went through a phase, not a phase because I'm still doing it now, but I love documentaries. Who doesn't love a good documentary? I watched a documentary on HBO. It was called Mommy, Dead, and Dearest. It is one of the best documentaries I have ever seen in my entire life. And it takes place, obviously it's a documentary, so it's a true story. And it takes place, um, or it's about, and I do not know the mom's name because I did not do substantial research. Like, obviously, I've, I've, I've watched the documentary now three times. And the reason that it popped back up, so it's called Mommy, Dead, and Dearest, is the original documentary. And you can find it on HBO. Now, the reason that it kind of came to light recently is because Joey King, Joey King, she's a young actress. Um, there was recent pictures of her with a shaved head. And it's because she's going to be playing Gypsy Rose Blanchard, who is the daughter and is the main char- one of the main characters in the true story that is Mommy Dead and Dearest. So this Long story short, this documentary is about Gypsy Rose Blanchard and her mother, which I'm totally spacing on her name. And the mom basically, I don't want, how do I explain this in a way that doesn't give away everything, doesn't give away the ending? I mean, it's not going to give away anything because everything's out there. I mean, you can literally look it up and research it. It's not like, so... Gypsy Rose is this little girl who basically is raised believing that she has every illness in the book. She's in a wheelchair. She has vision problems. She has this cancer. She has this stomach. I mean, her mom made her, she has all of these medical conditions and all of these doctor's appointments and all of these photos of her in hospital beds and getting this surgery and getting this feeding tube put in her. And like you see all of her medications that she on. I mean, it's like disturbing the amount of medicines that you see this girl on and how her and her mother have gone through all of these like different foundations and they've been gifted vacations to Disney World and they've had a home built from them from Habitat through from or Habitat and Humanity or whatever the proper title is for that organization and you you find out I'm you find out that the mom ends up being murdered and Gypsy Rose who is in a wheelchair has disappeared and it is it, I, it's giving me chills now. I made my brother watch it. He was like, that was one of the most fucked up things I have ever seen in my entire life. Guys, if you are looking for like a really good getting you in kind of like, it's really has nothing to do with Halloween or anything, but it's so eerie and it's so messed up. And actually, um, the reason being is that Joey King is going to be playing Gypsy Rose Blanchard in season one of a new like seasonal anthology series about true crime stories. It's called The Act. That's all that I know. I haven't done any further research, but I know Mommy Dead and Dearest and I know the story and it is so good. Everyone needs to go and watch it. I hope it's still on HBO. If it's not, I'm going to be really sad. I'm sure you could still find it out there like on YouTube or something. But that is one of my big time recommendations for a little, a little chill. Um, something that I'm definitely going to be watching this week and this weekend. Um, now that I have a lot of TV, I have a lot of TV to get back to. I have a lot of TV and a lot of movies and shit that I'm going to be, I am just, I am just, I'm just pumped. I have a lot of shit that I want to watch. Um, Haunting of the Hill or Haunting of Hill House is the new horror series on Netflix that was released on October 12th. And apparently the like the reviews are awesome. I've heard amazing things. Whenever I hear reviews about people like throwing up or being scared, I'm like, I have never in my entire life have been that scared watching something that I'm throwing up, passing out, or um, like leaving the theater. Like, so I just... <laughs> just like don't understand and trust me I've had a I've had a couple I'm not really like spooked by scary stuff like scary movies like don't get me wrong like I'll if I'm like in my basement and like doing my laundry I like will 100% run up my stairs because I'm scared something's behind me but like I'm not really like scared all the time if you know what I mean and I will watch scary movies by myself. Like, I'm not afraid to watch scary movies by myself. So I'm going to be watching The Haunting of Hill House. That's on Netflix. Apparently, it's got amazing reviews. So if, you know, I highly recommend. I'm really sorry. I think my dog's snoring. Or my dog is snoring. 
I'm really sorry because he's like not even. He's laying on the couch. You could it's the mic is picking him up. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. We haven't been home in like four days. So like he's been living with my golden retriever and my golden lab retriever dog, family dog, and he's been having the time of his life. So like this is the first day we he's been back in his domain. Carson's been back in his domain. And he is just I mean, he was full on human just snoring because he was so relaxed. God love him. Oh, love him. Love him. And what a, just what a, oh, sometimes you just want to look at your dog. You just want to smell up there. He's so cute. Okay. Another recommendation, another documentary. It's called Dear Zachary, A Letter to a Son About His Father. I have heard about this documentary for a very long time. I have not watched it because I've been scared to watch it because people said it like really messes you up. Anywho, read another like list of really good documentaries on Netflix and that was on it again. So I think I'm going to watch that this week. So my recommendations are if you really, if you want to watch a shit flick, go watch The Terrifier on Netflix. If you want to go watch a really good, new, scary um, show on Netflix, The Haunting of Hill House, and then some good documentaries. Definitely Mommy Dead and Dearest on HBO. Go watch that so we can get ready to watch season one of The Act that will be coming out. Don't know when. And then definitely Dear Zachary, A Letter to a Son About His Father. I heard that documentary's really messed up. Um, you know, I think, I think that's where we're going to, I think that's where we're going to cut it. Oh, it's just been really nice. I've missed this. And I know I say that so often and I I just ah it just feels good it just feels good to chat I hope everyone is um is listening or has listened enjoyed that episode if you guys are enjoying and loving this podcast or in at least entertained by this podcast I'm definitely going to be having a couple new episodes come out here um and probably going to be just releasing them. I know like sometimes I say like obviously that I'm going to release them and that I don't because things happen, but definitely probably going to be doing a different kind of schedule. Um, if you really like, I'm sorry, my dog's snoring again. If you're enjoying this, please, if you like anything that you've heard, please go leave. And uh, I know that's like so weird and people don't do that. Um, I feel like I, I do leave reviews, but go leave me a review on iTunes. I would love to see it. Who doesn't need a good like boost up every now and then? And if you can, if you like this episode, literally scroll down on iTunes and give it a five star. Why not give somebody a five star? No bad reviews though, but that really does help. It helps me. It helps the podcast. And that is, that is it. This has been Mad Yet Mighty. I'm your host, Megan Cipollone, and I'll talk to you all later. Bye.